0: welcome to detour to neverland your guide to living your best disney life through your hobby or business here's your hosts brendan and Catherine.
1: welcome back to detour to neverland today is episode number 124. before we get into our topic we wanted to mention that we would really appreciate it if anybody wanted to sign up for our newsletter So you can go find that at detowardsneverland.com forward slash newsletter. We're sharing some tips, sharing some inspiration, sharing the links to our blogs that we are posting each week. So just a quick thing that we throw into your inbox on Wednesdays and hopefully it uh, helps you guys out. So we would really appreciate it if you would give that a look. So our topic today is about strategic partnerships. So we're going to talk about how you can seek them out and create those mutually beneficial relationships with other members of the community. So let's start it out. Let's hear Julie's thoughts on how her strategic partnership with Sierra, who is the travel agent that she works with, came to be and how she scouted that out and got everything rolling.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. When I first started The business. And that's like the number one question I get asked is like, well, how do you make money? How do you make money? And so when I first started out, I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I haven't figured that out yet, but I'm going to figure it out. So I, in the very, very beginning, I was like, well, I will help people who booked their own vacation, not through a travel agent. And I will offer a service where I can help them plan, like book fast passes and restaurant reservations and all that stuff. And it ended up not being as um successful or as popular as I thought it was going to be. I thought people would be very interested. In it turns out they weren't. So I was like, all right, I'm still getting people who want help and people who need like real help in booking and planning, but they don't necessarily want to use this as a service. And that's, you know, part of starting a business is trial and error, right? So I knew I was like, this isn't This is not what the people want. So we're not going to push this anymore. So I was like, well, really what I need to do is talk to a travel agent. But that made me hesitant because there are so many travel agents out there. And how do you know who's going to be, you know, worth your time? Like, I don't want to recommend somebody who doesn't return phone calls or who isn't good at what they do. So I waited quite a while before... I partnered up with a travel agent. And once I was getting enough traffic and enough questions where people were asking me about booking and saying, hey, are you a travel agent or can you help me with this and can you assist with booking – I actually started interviewing travel agents because I was like, I can't just, you know, partner up with the first person who comes around. So it was like a long interview process where I called out like on a few different social media platforms and I called a few different places and I talked to several people. I was like, I need somebody. I had like a whole list of criteria. Like, I need somebody who's experienced, I need somebody who's been doing this for a while. I need somebody who's at the parks all the time. I need somebody who I click with, like it Has to be a real relationship, or it's not going to work. Like you can't just partner up with anybody just to try and make a buck. It's not going to work, and that's why I've waited so long to do it. So after interviewing a bunch of people, Sierra and I really clicked. We have kids similar in age. She's at the parks all the time. Like her, I can have a conversation with her, and I made it very clear: whoever I work with, I want them to feel like a partner in what I'm doing, and that's really I feel like that with her. She likes to come on my podcast and share her knowledge. And so it's been a great fit. But it wasn't something that I jumped into right away. It was definitely like talking to a lot of people and a lot of figuring things out before I made any sort of commitment. But I think it it worked out really great. Uh, She's fantastic. And it's been a really, really great partnership. So all worked out.
2: I love what Julie had to say about her strategic partnership with Sierra because There are so many takeaways from that. I think the biggest thing that kind of stuck out to me was that, you know, you can't just partner with someone or work with someone in hopes of making money. Um, Because I think, you know, that is something that we talked about in the in the podcast is that it is a business and she does, you know, make money from it. But when you are entering into a strategic partnership, you know, you definitely want to work well with that person. And I think she definitely found that with Sierra.
1: Yeah, and the other thing, it was very calculated on her end. It wasn't just like the first person who pops up in a Google search or the first person that was recommended to her. Julie took those extra steps to scout the people out and figure out, you know, if I'm going to send A lead to this person or that's you know potential client are they going to treat them exactly how I would want them to be so I think that's an important distinction that these things aren't rushed that they happen over time but they're not necessarily organic sometimes you do have to put in the effort and seek them out
2: yeah and I also think that it was really important that she pointed out that they weren't just you know friends initially Um, And that she did have, like, the interview process and, you know, then kind of click and things went from there. Because something that I think we've seen from working with each other and we have worked and, like, collaborated with friends, not even in, like, the podcast Detour to Neverland space, like, outside of all of this. Um, And it can be really hard to work with friends and family because there's a history there. You know, you can sometimes, like, tiptoe around things and you don't want to step on each other's toes or sometimes in our case we just butt heads because we're you know because we have you know that kind of relationship too in like a we live together and we spend a lot of time together uh point but i think you know that's really important too when you think about a strategic partnership like you want to kind of put maybe friendship to the side When you're making those decisions, you know, it's great to connect. You want to connect and trust the person you're working with. But I think you also have to remember there's a time for, like, the friendship part of it. And then, you know, there's the business part of it, too.
1: Yeah, because I think the quickest way to make a strategic partnership go sour is somebody not to hold up their end of the bargain.
2: Oh, for sure, because that, like Julie mentioned, you know, if she sends a client to, you know, anyone, if it wasn't Sierra, if she were to send a client to a travel agent and then they didn't answer the phone or the communication was terrible or they, you know, forgot to book fast passes, like that's a deal breaker.
1: And that falls back on Julie, not on the travel agent.
2: Yeah, because she recommended her.
1: So, yeah, I think that's important to really knock those things out and make sure that someone that you work well with – And then, but there's also something to be gained by both parties entering into this partnership, you know, so it can't be lopsided because then the effort is not going to be there on both sides. I think that's what makes these tricky is because it almost has to be equal.
2: Yeah, it's almost bigger than just collaboration because when you're collaborating, you know, it might be one person has a t-shirt design and they're just looking for feedback or, you know, help with something. I mean, a strategic partnership, it's like if one person, I don't want to say fails, but, you know, it's, it's mutual. You know, one person can't succeed necessarily without the other. It's just bigger, You know, and if you do have a strategic partnership and one person is depending on the other more, then I feel like that could also make things go sour.
1: Yeah. So, like, you know, just to explain a little more of maybe the not so obvious things of how Julie and Sierra both benefit from that relationship and that partnership is obviously you get the normal ones of what we talked about. Julie has audience members and readers who want to book a vacation, and if they need help, she can send them to Sierra. But I think the other way you can look at it is that Sierra has her own client base as well who are looking to make the most out of their Walt Disney World vacations. Well, hey, here is this plethora of knowledge that Julie has put together at Double Your WDW to help you in your planning. You know, so I think it goes both ways, you know. Is that easy to track? Maybe not as much. You know who? How many readers does Sierra send a month? But I, it benefits her to do that. You know to say, "Hey, we did this podcast where we open, we answered some of the most frequently asked questions on Walt Disney World." So little things like that, I think, add up over time.
2: Yeah, I would agree. So right now, you know, when we are talking about strategic. Partnerships because it is something that does really take a lot of thought. Um, and you do kind of have to have a very clear vision for exactly what you're doing and what you're going to be, you know, working at long term. Because I think that plays a part in it. You know, we obviously don't have any strategic partnerships yet. And I think there's a lot that goes into that as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's one of those situations where we can explain where we're at, and hopefully you can apply it to your situation. So, like, for example, we could never partner with a travel agent. A, because we're not in the, like, parks podcasting space. Like, yeah, That's, that's
2: not, not our forte.
1: That's not our focus. We're not trying to encourage people to visit the parks. We understand a lot of people do, but it's not really our thing. The other part of that is we're friends with – quite a few travel agents and it would almost be burning bridges within our own you know network if we said hey we're only going to send them our you know anybody who asks us for a travel agent we're only going to send them to this person yeah because travel agents are part of our target listenership
2: yeah and people that obviously we interview and want to get to know i mean you could Definitely apply the same, same concept for, you know, photographers or bloggers or, you know, shops anything like that. You know, we definitely have multiple friends in each space. So obviously we promote all of them equally, but in a strategic partnership, like you are just focused in on that one. Like Julie doesn't send people to other travel agents, she just sends them to Sierra, So I think, again, that's kind of the difference between like collaboration and obviously supporting everyone that we love and a strategic partnership.
1: Yeah. I think all of this is to say, just be careful if you're going to try to get a strategic partnership in place. If you've maybe narrowed in on something, I would be careful not to close, enter into something that's going to close the door on a larger opportunity that could come down the road. So if you can see any conflicts of interest or red flags that could arise from entering a partnership, I would think long and hard before you do something like that.
2: Yeah, and I also think, you know, it just depends, like I said, on what it is that you're trying to accomplish and what your larger goals are. Because in some cases, like Julie, she did have to cut that off. You know, she knew she wanted just one person and not multiple travel agents. So I think there's that balance, too, of knowing what you need to do and what's going to be best for you and your hobby or business or project or whatever it is that you're doing.
1: Mm -hmm. I hope this doesn't come off as an ad for a strategic partnership for (laughs) us. Like
2: wanted, like a big wanted, like flashing sign. You
1: know, but we have like partnerships, I would say, but it's nothing like set in stone, like exclusivity or anything like that.
2: I think that's I think that's a good term, exclusive. We're not exclusive with anyone <laughs> <laughs> right now.
1: <laughs> Sounds like we're dating in high school. It
2: does sound like you're dating. You know, you <laughs> like to keep your options open. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be tied down.
1: Never know. Could, Never know. could find someone better. Yep. <laughs> so I think that wraps up kind of our thoughts on this portion of the episode. We will take a quick break and then be back with the Disney portion. This episode is brought to you by the Photo Reserve. More and more people we chat with are using Pinterest as an impactful tool to send traffic to their website or shop. Having a Pinterest guide and professional photos can help you stand out amongst the crowd to start seeing some substantial, substantial, (laughs) that's the word, growth from Pinterest. To access the Pinterest guide and to learn more about the photo reserve, head to reportthemagic.com forward slash detour. Again, that's reportthemagic.com forward slash detour or hit the link in our show notes. If there was ever any claims that we don't read these live, (laughs) there's your proof.
2: There you go. So, quotes. We have some good ones for this. So, these are actually Disney quotes. So I'm super excited about that. So... Good hunting, Brendan. I'll give you the props on that. This first one is from Mary Poppins, and it's open different doors. You may find a you there that you never knew was yours. Anything can happen.
1: I think we've shared that one before.
2: Have we really? I think so. Maybe we have. Well, I guess it applies to lots of different topics if we did. So um, to us, this one kind of goes with partnerships, strategic partnerships, because you know, you are opening doors to new opportunities. You know, when you do decide to enter into a partnership with someone, you are going to probably reap the benefits of that. You know, you're definitely going to work with that person and closely and definitely benefit. I mean, that's the goal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there's also an element of what Mary is saying There is an active role that you have to take in seeking these things out. I mean, so she says, open different doors. It's not let doors come to you, you know? There's an active, intentional aspect of that. I like that. So our other quote is from Winnie the Pooh. I think he is the best quote giver outside of Walt Disney himself.
2: The wisest, for sure.
1: Yep. so he says... I knew when I met you an adventure was going to happen. To me, I think that speaks with there's some people that you just vibe with. Like they get you, they understand your dream, your journey, what makes you tick, like everything you could possibly want to mesh with a person. They get them. We have a few people like that that we chat with like on a very regular basis, you know, and, and talk through a lot of these things. I also thought of Andrea and Brienne.
2: Mhm. Yeah, they definitely vibe with each other.
1: <laughs> so I hope they listen to this episode. But, <laughs> like those are two people they met on the internet, and they just
2: they just became besties. Vibe, like yeah.
1: I wouldn't necessarily say they're in a strategic partnership. They're probably just very very good friends. But I bet if you ask Andrea, do you know a good travel agent? That Brienne's <laughs> name is going to come up, and if somebody asks Brienne. Do you know somebody who makes good ears? She's going to mention isn't a neat boutique. So that I thought of that. <laughs> that sometimes you just know there's yeah. people that click with you.
2: Yeah, I agree. So it kind of goes with these next characters that we're going to talk about as well. So obviously there has to be a duo or a pair, and the list could probably go on and on and on for this one. But the first one... So I'm going to go out of order cuz this one speaks to me the most I think. But Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps. I think that's a really good example of kind of a strategic partnership because they really do need each other, right? Like Nick needs Judy to be like a good moral compass <laughs> in a way, and Judy needs Nick To help, you know, put the pieces together and they balance each other out with the carnivore and the herbivore, you know, kind of mindsets. And they can, you know, work together in a way to benefit Zootopia.
1: Yeah. I think it's interesting neither of them will admit until the end of the movie that they need each other. Which is probably true for a lot of these.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think that's just the Disney, you know. Way of doing things, probably. I didn't
1: know I needed you until I needed you. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. Next one was Carl Fredrickson and Russell. So Russell is obviously way more enthusiastic about this partnership and this friendship. But Carl comes around and, you know, Carl realizes that he would would have never gotten to Paradise Falls without Russell. And Russell wouldn't have gotten his Wilderness Explorer badges without Carl.
2: Yeah, and a good a good role model and leader in his life. So Mm -hmm. he needed that. So they were definitely gaining something by working together. Um, The same thing goes for this next one. So Baloo and Bagheera. And they're both working together to help Mowgli. And it's another one that they kind of butt heads.
1: Well, yeah, they think they both, they have in common that they want to help Mowgli, but they have a different idea of how to do it.
2: Kind of again until the end, when they recognize what needs to be done. But they have a a common vision, which I think is probably the most important thing when you are entering into a strategic partnership. Is just at least making sure you're on the same page, and then you can kind of you know work out the kinks.
1: Mm -hmm. The last one is probably just because I love them both so much. I was going to
2: say I saved this one for you because it might be a stretch.
1: It's Alice and the Mad Hatter. I don't really know if they have a common vision, but I just feel like they need each other to be silly and to get some sort of direction in their lives. They're both just kind of living as the wind blows, kind of.
2: See, I probably would have gone with Woody and Buzz.
1: Well, I actually thought about Woody and Buzz, and the reason why I didn't put them on there is because they just seem like friends. They don't have, like... I mean, I guess they're both trying to serve Andy the best that they can.
2: Yeah. I I could see that, I guess, that they might just be more on, on the friend vibe than business side.
1: Yeah. I don't know. So
2: then, yeah, up for debate.
1: So that is all we had for this episode. We hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back on Monday with who?
2: casey from disneyland daily
1: yes so we are big fans of casey it was an excellent interview so hope you guys can join us for that hope you have a wonderful weekend
0: thank you for listening to detour to neverland subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us follow us on instagram at detour to neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks see you real soon